Welcome to the Top 3 Podcast. I'm Kennedy Houston, and today I have guests Jayla Pettis and Sammy St. Jean. Both are current graduate students and friends of mine. Today, we sat down to discuss their top three movies with hopes of discovering why they love these movies and what stuck out to them. Now, let's get to the show. Please welcome to the show today, Sammy St. Jean and Jayla Pettis. I am excited to be here. I'm a big movie guy. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't consider myself like an expert or anything, but I've got some pretty unique movies to bring to the table, I think. Keep some people on their toes from, uh, for anyone that might know me, they would be a little surprised by my favorite movies. Well, I chose three, and I think that Kennedy already knows my top one, because I talk about it every week. But um, (laughs) the other two are definitely different, but I think that they all mesh together very well. So who wants to start? All right, so we're going to start with my number one, which I actually have a tattoo based on this movie. Um, It's like indirect, but it's uh, Remember the Titans. And that movie, it's based on... It's tough to, like, I guess, summarize the story, but it's a story about how to work well together, how people who maybe don't see each other the same can get along and properly work together. And it's... Some people in the show, whether it be, or in the movie, I should say, whether it be Sunshine, which is one of the funnier characters, or it be some of the team captains or whatever, try to work together to get the team in this situation, it's about football, to just get along. Like, it's not about whether you're white, black, whatever. It's about being a part of a team and being a part of something bigger than yourself. So that's kind of what really caught me in that movie. But the reason I have the tattoo is for the song Ain't No Mountain High Enough, which is my favorite song of all time. And uh, I actually have, it's like a colored mountain, um, just kind of like a little bit of landscape around it. Um, But that movie's been my favorite ever since. I've always been a big football guy, but it was less about the football with that movie and more kind of about the message um, and just the relationship both with the different coaches. Um, Because in the beginning of the movie, it's basically you're just throwing two groups of kids that played on two different teams that different coaches, throwing them into one and making them work together. And it was in the middle of, I think it was just the 70s. Um, I want to say it was 1971, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. they were just really trying to... It was a tense time, to say the very least, and they were trying to basically be an example of how you can work together. And, um, yeah, it was, I, that movie, without going into too much detail, was... Uh, it really changed my, like, outlook on things, I would say. I mean, like, I've never seen Remember the Titans. I know the movie, but you know me, Sammy. I'm not, like, the sports girl. Yeah. But <laughs> and that's why Jayla's laughing. But, like... If you had to, like, I know you said, like, oh, my gosh, what am I losing my train of thought? Wow. But I <laughs> I know you love that movie so much, but if you had to explain it to, like, a dummy in, like, two sentences. All right, so I'm going to give you, like, the Wikipedia version. Like, Give me your own synapses. Give me your own synapses. All right, so there's a high school in Virginia, uh-huh. and essentially they're – uh, integrating. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring students of color and white students that I believe already attended that specific school. Mm-hmm. Um, the head coach that was there at the time is being replaced by a coach of color. I think the objective in that was to help the integration process because it's easier to listen to a coach of color as in the players that you're bringing in that everyone's unfamiliar with is similar to the coach that is also coming in. Mm-hmm. But people also loved that coach. He was a Hall of Fame candidate and that's part of the story as well. Um, but essentially... I believe, I'm trying to think it was, I want to say it was 
Alexandria in Virginia, if mm-hmm. I'm mistaken. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was Alexandria. I know it's in Virginia. Um, but there's... It's tough to like boil it down to two like a couple sentences, but the main the main character is centered around Coach Herman Boone, who's the head coach, and a couple of the other characters is one of the white characters named um, Gary Bertier. Mm-hmm. He's a I want to say he plays linebacker in the movie. It was either DeAnd or linebacker, but it's him and another character, um, Julius Campbell, and they're the two kind of central figures that are leading the way of how to work together and mm-hmm. they were butting heads at the beginning they were forced to be roommates during their kind of retreat and they and their dynamic is really fun to watch and towards the end of the movie there's a little tragedy I'm not to spoil anything um but they kind of rally around that tragedy later and you see this team really become one and you also see um Bertier stick up for Campbell and the other um teammates of color once he really sees how some of his other teammates treat them in an inappropriate way and or throw some plays in a football game to get other players hurt that are players of color. So mm-hmm. there's a very interesting dynamic. He even kicked one of his friends off the team as his own choice as a captain because of that type of issue. So like that dynamic and just the um, the way it's portrayed is really nice. And there's a character named Sunshine who comes <laughs> and uh, he's got this long bong hair. He's a Cali kid and he just comes in and he's the quarterback and he's to a certain extent the comedic relief. He's a He's a special character. So if you get the chance to watch the movie, watch out for Sunshine. Um, a lot of people compare, if you know football, Trevor Lawrence to Sunshine. Very similar look. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I want to hear J-Lo's. Oh, J-Lo's one? We're going to go 1-1, 2-2. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it like that. I like that. You already know. Okay, so. You got to go into I it. I don't know. Oh, oh, well, Sammy doesn't know. Okay, yeah. so my first one is Love and Basketball. I'm not sure if you've seen it. If you have not, go to Netflix ASAP. And I just watch got it. Netflix. Okay, so you have to watch it. So it's with Omar Epps and Sanaa Latham, all time favorite movie. Like, I watch it over and over again. I still cry, mm-hmm. even though I've seen it a thousand times. But basically, it's about two um, kids who grew up together, mm-hmm. and his dad was a professional basketball player. And they moved, I think Sanaa Latham, she had moved in because her dad was a banker moved into the same neighborhood and she was more of a tomboy Mm -hmm. and it kind of I don't know in a sense intimidated him because she was really good at basketball he was good at basketball and you know how like you grow up around someone and you start to like them and then when you progress into high school college etc it's like they went to school together and they grew up together so then when they got to high school um, they were both like the star players on their basketball teams. Um, he wanted to go to USC like his dad. She ended up getting into USC. And from there, it was just like a love story. And it went through like over the years how like they always came back to each other. So when they went to college, they broke up. He wanted to go like professional, um, to play professionally for the NBA, like his dad for the Lakers. He tore his ACL. Then she wanted to go professional, but ended up going overseas. Mm -hmm. And so then when they came back together, he ended up marrying a flight attendant. Like he was about to get married to her. And it kind of caught her off guard in a sense, because she still had feelings for him over the years. And you know how like you have known someone for so many years and then like you see them and you're just like, wow, like I still love you. Mm -hmm. So then It was a scene that I just love. So she was just like, you know, I still care about you. I still love you. I still have feelings for you. And then he was like, how are you going to tell me this? And my wedding is like two weeks away. So then they played a game of basketball 
for each other's heart. Yeah. And after his injury, like, he wasn't even fully healed, I don't think. So then he had, like, this whole knee brace on. This whole part kills me. Because this, this is the... Sh- this, no, you got to watch this scene. You to really think, understand. No, but you think it's so endearing. She loves that scene. I hate that scene. No, Jay. Kennedy hates it. I love it because it's just like, it's something I would do if I played basketball. So basically, they were went to the basketball court and they were like, we're gonna, I'm going to play you for your heart. Da, 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 da. So then he ended up winning. And, and then she, like, she knew. She just stopped and was just like, damn, you could tell, like, I fucked up. Like, <laughs> it, I, like, I lost. So then he was just like, well, double or nothing. And then after that, she ended up playing professionally. Mm. And um, I think he stopped playing, but they had a kid. And when does the movie like take place, like time wise? Like when, like do you know? Like in the nineties, probably yeah. ninety nine. It was filmed in the nineties, and it takes place in the or 90s. It might, I think like it's, it's current two, for the time. I think it's two thousand and one, because I was born ninety nine, and it came out two years after. I think, if I'm not mistaken. So it's in the nineties, though. Basically, two thousands, <laughs> like late nineties, early two thousands. Could you imagine being engaged? By the way, the woman he was engaged to. Was was played by Tyra Banks. So you can just only imagine <laughs> so, how that went. Yeah. So, so, nah. well, I might go on a limb before seeing this movie and saying that he made a mistake. He definitely <laughs> made a mistake. Okay. I think it was okay. just okay. in the moment because I don't think he knew if she was ever going to come back. And then yeah. it shocked him because when she came back from overseas, he was asking, he was like, well, you always said, like, in, in college, basketball was never fun for you. Like, I want to know why. And she was like, because of you like because they love each other okay he didn't marry tyra banks that's a mistake i'm sorry i without even seeing this movie <laughs> sammy that's a mistake that is a mistake. but you can just tell that she's too much for him like he's not used to someone who wants to take control of his life yeah but like it's tyra banks do you know who sanai lathan is no I do you remember i've probably seen do you remember um the scandal that happened a few years ago who bit beyonce <laughs> <laughs> People were saying it yeah. was her. If you saw her image come up, that's Sanai Lathan. If you're okay. like, oh, this is the person who could have bit Beyonce. Okay. Allegedly. Nice. I'm not saying that's the case. <laughs> I'm saying that was the rumor. <laughs> That people kept saying it was her. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. But another part in the movie that I, it really moved me in a sense was when, like, throughout the movie, her dad was, like, her biggest supporter. He was at every one of her games. You never saw her mom because her mom was, like, a stay-at-home mom. Like, she yeah. just maintained the house, cooked, cleaned, did whatever. Okay. So they were in a kitchen, not to spoil anything. And she, I think... You told me the ending. Well, yeah, so let's go ahead. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, just dive yeah, right in. Well so she came back, and I think that that was when she first took her job back from overseas. And they were in the kitchen talking, and she was just like... I don't know, it was a lot of tension between her mom. And I think that she never told her until this point like hey you were never there I always saw dad at games and then her mom was like oh well you didn't care if I was there or not and she was like no it it mattered and she just broke down I'm just like you know parents matter Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. just one parent we want both of our parents if we can have that ability to have them there but it's just like her mother never really took her feelings into consideration it was just like what she thought was best but not really understanding, like, she really needed her mom at that point in time. I mean, like, we always look for our parents in the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. if we have both in our lives. Like, why is one there and not the other? Like, you always want your parents to be there and see everything. In a, in some ways, like, movies are supposed to, like, depict not only an ideal, but also, like, an extreme in a negative way. So, like, mm-hmm. Disney does that ideal. That's what they play off of. 
we'll say in their like princess movies, they definitely play on like an extreme. Some of those are pretty dark. Yeah, pretty yeah. yeah. But like they play on extreme. So like a lot of those family dynamics, like you can look at High School Musical again for an example. I don't know why I'm on High School Musical right now. <laughs> 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 I'm incriminating myself right now. Uh, closet High School Musical fan. Um, but like the family that Zac Efron's character, uh, Troy Bolton, I should say, uh, was in, like he was in a very healthy family. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of getting at, and and same with. Um, Gabriella. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had very healthy family dynamics. So, like, actually, everyone in that movie, I think, had no, a healthy family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, and, again, that's an ideal. Like, if you go to an entire high school and all your main characters have a healthy family relationship... Something is obviously wrong. Something's obviously wrong, or you're changing something to be a particular, like, ideal. Because that's not the focus. Like, right. the point isn't the family dynamic. It's the tension of basketball versus whatever and your relationship versus whatever. So, like... I get the point, but also, like, that ideal in movies gives you maybe something to replicate when you were able to control your own family. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. There's right, there's good and bad that comes from, like, playing off of that ideal. Your loved ones are complex, beautiful mysteries, but Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your best friends, Uncommon Goods makes it easy to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Uncommon Goods wants your holiday season to be stress-free, so check out their selection of thousands of items today. Here's a few of my favorite gifts that I found on their site. I love their storybook DIY kit. It allows you to create a book nook, and I think it's so cute, and it's a little puzzle in and of itself. Another thing that I love are their charcuterie boards. They're so cute. They're so interactive. I think they're great. Who knows what holiday shipping will look like this season? And the unique gifts at Uncommon Goods can sell out fast. So shop now and get it taken care of early. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com SWF. That's uncommongoods.com SWF for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon goods were all out of the ordinary. Top two people? What's, two. Your, what's the second one? All right, the second one. This one's going to throw you for a loop. I, I, I tipped it off to Jayla, though. Um, pitch Perfect. I never shocked. saw Pitch Perfect, but I've been wanting to. You are sleeping you need to watch pitch perfect. on Pitch Perfect. No, it's, I know I'm sleeping on Pitch Perfect. I just... You know what it is? <laughs> I don't. High school musical, no, pitch perfect. Oh, nah, no. I don't like. I don't like feeling like I'm rushed by society. I'm gonna watch more something when I'm ready to watch something. I told Kennedy to watch multiple things. Ask me how she watched them. No, none of them. No, no. 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 To pitch perfect. Yes. Okay. So this movie, this movie, I love this movie. Um, also, one of my celebrity crushes, Anna Kendrick, at the time. So I heard she's wild, disrespectful in person. I, I'm. She, I ain't met her. <laughs> so take it with the grain of salt. Jesus Christ, you don't know. Yeah, she, I, I don't know either. I'm just I, saying. I, I don't have. You know what? I gotta blame TikTok. You know, you just hear like one celebrity oh, bad encounter. Everything yeah. on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I don't do do. I don't know. There isn't that such of a plot to like explain in Pitch Perfect. It's more just like about the music you and like just the gotta comedy. watch it. Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like. The main character is Becca. She has a couple different issues, like going to college and trying to find like her niche. She loves music and like. She's a little more, like, retro, I guess. I don't know what you want to call her, like, alt, I guess, maybe is, is her vibe a little bit. But, like, she gets, like, I would say the movie kind of hits the ground running when they get to, like, the college fair. Right. And you get mm-hmm. to, like, see all the different fairs. Like, 
She goes up to a uh, a stand that's the it's the Deftone DJs, but it's about like um, deaf Jews. Mm-hmm. It's not DJs, and she wanted to get into DJing, so she was looking for like a radio station. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was deaf Jews, and she that was a, like one of the comedy like that gets into it. Um, but yeah, no, that movie's got like it's a good dynamic of just like comedy, kind of family dynamics in a not ideal family like dynamic, which is cool because she's mm-hmm. in um her and her dad have an interesting relationship about her trying to pursue music and stuff like that. Um, but she gets involved in acapella, and um, once you get to the movie and you listen to the riff off, then you'll understand, like, it's just bangers. Absolute bangers in that movie. I would argue that some of the music they do in there were better than the actual versions that came out. That's just my personal No, opinion. yeah, I, I feel the same. And in the second one, the second, movie, the second movie wasn't as good. Third mm-hmm. movie was terrible. But oh, wow. Second, I just watched the worst one. I mean, the first one, so I can't really compare. The second one wasn't, like, as good of a movie, but there's still some really good, like, songs in there. They, um, but I'm, through the second movie, I'm pretty sure it was that um, Anna Kendrick and Snoop Dogg did a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. And I listen to that <laughs> every year. Every year. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, do you have any other questions about Pittsburgh? Or are we good? Was like, it, was it the Here Comes Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Is it? Yeah. It just sounds like Glee on so good. It just sounds like Glee on Overdose. No, like, I feel like it's better than it's Glee. It's way better than Glee. It's I, less corny, in my opinion. I started Glee and couldn't watch it because I was just like, this is not entertaining to me. But when I watched Pitch Perfect, the first one, I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glee, Glee, is, Glee is corny. I can't do Glee. <laughs> the thing like, is, like, I am listening to a bunch of corny mu- If I'm saying it's corny, like, it's, pr- it's probably pretty corny. Yeah, no, so. like, you just love musicals, Sammy. Like, they've been on your mind all day today. Well, it's just the, I don't know. It's something about, like, the vibe. It's not something I'm around very often. So it's like, honestly, you know who watches Pitch Perfect with me a lot? My dad. Oh. And he, he's a plumber. Like, you wouldn't expect. Like, that. those two don't, <laughs> a like. A plumber watching Pitch Perfect. Yeah, like, and he's, uh, he's, we call him a, um, I would say, like, his, his uh, persona sometimes, if you look at him as, like, someone who is a, like, a plumber, you expect him to be a little tougher guy and stuff like and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like a burnt marshmallow. He's all soft and squishy on the inside. Oh, he's got that so nice, sweet. he's got that nice side to him. But when you get him watching Pitch Perfect, and Bulldog curled up on his lap, you know, he's, uh, he, you get a different side of him, for sure. <laughs> um, but he, he's, he's, he's soft around me now. And now that I'm an adult, he doesn't have to, like, punish me as much or anything like that oh. so i feel like he's he's just a, he's it like that's another thing that's kind of changed like the experiences i have but like watching movies with family or anything like that mm-hmm. because it's not like they have to like hold my hand and like make sure it's pg you know it's like yeah we can just watch movies as like treated more like friendships than anything else which i like a lot more is like that parental relationship has grown is like they treat me like an adult now and it's a lot different you know, I love watching movies with my dad. I've that was like my thing with him growing mm-hmm. up. Like every time I was with him, we would go find, we would go like sneak some food into a movie theater yeah. and watch and watch the movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like one thing about my dad, he did not really care. So I felt like I got like the best of both worlds. Like my mom was like conscious of what I watched. Mm-hmm. My dad was like blood, gore, guts. Like he's very dad, very dad. So mine is the opposite. Your mom was like, I mean, I was treated like a princess because, hello, I'm a daddy's girl. But like I'm my, saying, though. Yeah, my dad, he wouldn't want me to see, like, anything that was R-rated. He would flip the TV channel. Just, I'm like, dad, really? But my, my mom was just like, you know, it's whatever. No, <laughs> but I just feel like my dad was just like, hey, Kennedy, I want to watch this. You want to watch this? I was like, yeah, daddy, I saw the trailer. I want to watch this. Let's go watch it. <laughs> well, part of, part of me, too, with, like, a lot of movies, like, hey, 
I don't want to watch a movie with nudity with my mom. Well, not, like, that. Not, not that. Not that. No, but like, like, like that happens every once in a while. Yeah. Like, for example, like Wolf of Wall Street was an extremely popular movie. There's some pretty raunchy stuff oh, in yeah. there. Like I think my mom actually accidentally, not accidentally, but like was like, oh, there's this really funny movie and it's got like, like so a lot of people are talking about it. Her and my sister watched it. I think we were like 14 or 15 at the time. She's mm-hmm. like, we're not watching this movie right now. It's like we stopped at like five minutes <laughs> in or something. Um, I mean, like I love a good action film. So like I'm saying, if somebody was getting stabbed up in a movie, like a fight scene, mm-hmm. five-year-old me, 10-year-old me, however old I was, I was watching it. And my dad was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, before we move on to Jayla's number two, I do want to ask you, what is your best movie theater experiences? Because I feel like that impacts, too, like, what your favorite movies is, are going to be. Is there, like, a, a particular experience you want me to touch on or just in general? So, like, what I'm thinking is, so I have a couple movies that, like, won't make my top three, like, for favorite movies. Because, like, when you asked that question, I was thinking, what movies do I like just because they do something as, like, in the storytelling or something like that that really draws oh me God. in? But, like, some movies are just a movie theater experience. Yeah. For, for, so I'll go, I'll give you a couple of mine that, like, come to mind. Maybe that'll jog some for you. My first one that comes to mind is the most recent one that I went and saw, and that was uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. That movie was incredible in theaters. And really? I don't know if I would have liked it as much if I first saw it just, like, at home. Mm-hmm. like in the con- Not that I don't mind the comfort of my own home, but if I saw it, didn't see that movie in theaters, like, the vibrations and the sounds of the airplanes and just, like, seeing it on the big screen and just stuff like that. I, that movie was one where if you didn't get to see it in theaters, I think it was a big miss. And then the other one that comes to mind is uh, the fourth Harry Potter. So I got to see that as debut in Boston, a big IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. And, like that one will that one will stand out for me in a while. And like some of like the Jurassic Park movies and stuff like that. Like that's more of an experience than it is like a high quality story or yeah. something like that. Certain movies they need that movie theater experience for mm-hmm. it to truly like leave a, its imprint on you. If you just watch it at home, yeah, you might be comfortable, but it's like. You're not gonna get that same vibe. Sometimes nothing beats that experience of just being surrounded by people. Avengers movies. Like a community for like a, like two hours. Mm-hmm. Endgame and Affinity War were two movies that like, those were two movies that I saw where you saw or at least Infinity War. The whole theater just, actually Endgame too. I will say the whole theater just left silent. Like no one was talking. American <laughs> Sniper. Everyone left. No one was talking. <laughs> like it was just you know how some people are corny and like clap after the movie even though literally no one who made the movie is there to hear it <laughs> like there was none of that like everyone was silent was just like oh we just saw that so yeah. what was what were you going to say? say my two for like movie theater experience are Black Panther yeah like you just had to be there yeah, to that see was good. it and then two all the Fast and Furious movies they got a strong community. I never got <laughs> no, yeah, you have to watch them. Like I love them, and I think it's just the storyline and yeah. how like each story, like each movie tells a story and it progresses. Like even after, um, what it Paul Walker, is that his name? I think Paul, you're right. Paul yeah. Walker. Yeah, yeah. So even after he passed, I was like, that I was with the seventh movie, right? Six or the They're going on ten. They're trying to get to ten. That's what right. Because I just recently seen the ninth one. It was really good. But you know how like sometimes when a character dies, you don't want to go back to kinda, the yeah, series yeah. or the movie yeah. because you think that the story mm-hmm. isn't going to be the same. But with mm-hmm. the Fast and Furious movies, I don't know who directed it, produced it, whatever, whatever. But it's just always. I have seen the scene that known for like when he was like yeah yeah but it's just like after that it was like a sad point but then coming back to the next movie in the series I was like yeah but it just made me want to see more okay like each movie set the tone for the next yeah and I mean you know what speaking of like 
Fast and Furious franchise. The first one itself, the very first one is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people will like h- hate on this particular movie, but t- Tokyo Drift. I was gonna ask. That's the only one I think I like or I've seen. In, I like, like in Tokyo. Its Drift. I like Tokyo. Drift. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's certain movies that we let's just call a spade a spade. It's like not good, mm-hmm. but. They just are so entertaining. Like, they engage your senses. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but you just love it. I love Tokyo Drift. Like, that's a good-ass movie. I think, for me, the ninth one was, like, a really good one. I love Paul Walker. But it was just really good, but also, it was funny, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I just loved the movie. There's a lot of movies in series where they hit this point where, like, oh, you should have stopped. Like, yeah. For example, but, like, people look at Rocky. It's mm-hmm. like, that fifth one should have never been made. I haven't seen that one. But Creed. Creed was, a good, with Creed was a good spinoff. There's, there's going to be a third movie. They just released a trailer. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. But I have seen the posters. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Because I know the guy who's supposed to be starring in it, he played in Lovecraft yeah, Country. Yeah, Jonathan Reese. Yeah, he played is it Jonathan? Is it Jonathan Rise? He was in Lovecraft Country. But anyways, what was your top two? What was your second so choice? So my second one is ATO. Have you seen it? You, I, I knew I loved you when I met you. Because <laughs> a woman of taste, you chose ATL. A woman of taste. It's. Have you seen it? Not. Sammy, we gotta put you on to some good movies. So basically, it's in Atlanta, and it's about this girl who is living two lives. So her dad is like, what was it? Like he's he's rich. Oh yeah, he's rich. She comes from a very. He's in money. Yes. Like banking, financial institutions. So she comes from a very wealthy family, but then it's like she goes to school in like a a hood school in a sense and that's just the type of life that she wants to live and be in but she can't because she has like this like an alter ego yeah so like she'll leave the house being like oh i'm going to do this i'm going to do that but in reality she's hanging out with her friends but she doesn't want to bring the current guy she likes around her dad because she knows that he won't approve of him Mm -hmm. and it was just the storyline of it, I'm just like, wow, the fact that they meshed so well together, but the fact that she wasn't honest with him about who she really was, and that's yeah. what really broke. So T.I. played the character, okay. and um, that broke him because he was like, I, I've been honest with you. You've seen how I live. You know what I do, this and that and the third, but the yeah. fact that you didn't want to be honest with me about who your family really was, and it took him finding out through his friend because his friend was trying to get like an opportunity for school. And when he was like, oh, her father was like, this is my daughter. He said, oh, like she goes by a whole different name. It it was crazy. Well, to step in, to be clear, ATL is told from the point of view of the man. So it's it's a coming of age story about him. He's like a senior. He's a skater. Um, He has his whole little crew. Is it from T.I.? T.I. So T.I. is is the main character. Okay, let me see some T.I. I I can get behind that. You got to watch it. So T.I. is the main character. Um... And he's just trying to get through his senior year. And Nunu is the name of the girl. And she... Lauren London. Lauren London. She's... Speaking of Little Wayne, that's one of the mother of his that's children. Why, that's why I laughed. Yeah. So Lauren L- London plays Nunu. But um, it is it is a main part of the story. But to be clear, it's, it's from, from his, his perspective. perspective not She's not yeah. the, the sole star. She's like the mm-hmm. cult, the supporting actress. He's but the, she played he's a the, big role in it. Yeah, though. she plays a big role, but he's the main star, to be clear. Like, it's his point of view. You're seeing things through his eyes, okay. through his friendships. Okay, you're more likely to get that get me to watch that than any scary type movie. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Movie. I feel like everybody needs to watch it at least once. ATL okay, yeah. is so good. Okay. First of all, it's the Southern rap top tier. 
the the style, the culture. I remember seeing that movie. Like I remember going to the theaters to see it in Magic Johnson in Harlem. And the crowd. You want to talk about like atmosphere? Oh, I would have loved to have seen it in Harlem. Harlem, literally one two fifth, Magic Johnson Theater in Harlem with family and friends. It was hilarious. Black people all together, just next to each other in the seats, laughing. Like there's certain things that you just like the cultural nuance. You won't understand if you're not like a black person, but it's just so good. But it's I, a good coming of age story, Sammy. Yeah. You would like it. I think Sammy would like it. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the top three? What's your third? Number three. This one's also going to be a surprise, okay? The Great Gatsby. And I feel like everyone kind of knows that story, whether it be the book or whether it be um, the movie, but I'm also a big Tobey Maguire guy. Yeah. So, like, whether... Because I, I was introduced to him because of the Spider-Man movies. Yes. And those weren't necessarily the greatest acting, but those movies introduced me to him, and then him in that movie... Um, why do I, I always blank on the, the side characters' names. What was his name? Oh, what's what's what does Tobey Maguire play in that movie? What's his character's name? Ooh, I can't remember. I can't tell you. But I, a, know. I got Leonardo like a little. DiCaprio. I got like a little thing <laughs> okay. with the Great Gatsby though. I love Great Gatsby. Um, I read the book that year in high school. I was a sophomore. I did too. I did too. And literally, the movie Nick came. Nick Carraway. The 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 book, not the book. The movie came out on my birthday. She looked rough now. Oh gosh. Oh, Mulligan. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> So I, junior year, I had a whole class based off the movie and the book. And what we did is we'd read a chapter, watch like 10 to 15 minutes of the movie and, and kind of like, compare and contrast. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that like gave me a greater appreciation because the movie did, because most movies don't actually like stick to it. But that movie was like fairly consistent with what Scott Fitzgerald wrote. Mm-hmm. And I loved that book. And I am not a reader. Easily. Yeah. Like I really like. I haven't read the book yet. The book is the good. Book. It is I, I read the book like. Three months before they even announced the movie. You don't get to see Leo, so it's not as good. Like, you don't have the eye candy, but, like, it's still a good... It's a good... I keep hearing really about the book, book, but I'm it's just like... Really everybody's like, you need to watch the movie and read the book, but I haven't had a chance to read it. Daisy and that damn green light at the end. That green light. <laughs> that green light. Got her messed up. That, that, but the thing is that like, that movie with like the storytelling based on the book because the book was so well written it matched to a T it was so good I don't I don't have like that I don't really need to elaborate on that story because I feel like everyone knows that yeah. story like yeah. the general just a bit um, but yeah no Leo and Toby are great um, that's really all I got to say yeah what about you so my third is the movie I just watched recently on Netflix you need to watch it too and it's called A Jasmine's Blues Jasmine's Blues. I was telling you okay, you need to watch it. I know Kennedy you have. and I are both confused on this one. Okay, I so know with this, so Tyler Perry, you know him. <laughs> okay, just to make sure that we know. So over the years, I would say that his movies, shows, series have recently declined since like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I would agree. Yeah, and I think everybody can agree on that. But yeah. this movie in particular, it's based in the South. So when... Like racism was really bad. Um, it was the setting I think took place in Georgia. So basically, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but in the beginning, there's this older lady. She's walking the railroad tracks and she takes like all of these letters and gives it to this man. And then it starts off with um, the main character. His name is Bayou, and he has a crush on this woman. And when I first looked at it, I'm like, she, she's white. Like, you can't, you know, it was certain things yeah, you couldn't do yeah, in the yeah. 50s. And they were like, no, she was biracial, but she she could pass as white. And they mm-hmm. were trying to, like, date each other. And they would have, like, this thing where they would send paper airplanes to each other through the window. Mm-hmm. And that would mean, like, in the middle of the night, like, come and meet me. And they would meet at this tree. And it was their spot. So then 
as the story progresses, um, something had happened. So then her mother moved her out of state. And he ended up finding where she was at. But the thing is, he would send her letters. Like, even though it couldn't be, like, the paper airplane, she, he would still send her letters. But her mother didn't want her to be with him because he was black. And even though she was biracial, yeah. she was like, do you know what could happen to us if they know, like, that you're messing with a black man? Yeah. So then she ended up marrying the mayor. And she came back. And she found out that Bayou was still there. But then her mother lied and said that he whistled at her or something and her future husband and the brother was like the deputy or sheriff in the town they were trying to go like kill him so he had to like uproot himself to chicago and he started singing and when she found out he was still like alive had made it safe he ended up coming back for one night just to sing for his mom's club or whatever so then that night she was pregnant come to find out it was his baby it wasn't her husband's oh. and he was like, have your stuff packed. We're leaving. We're going to be on the next train out, like, to... Or I think they were driving back to go to Chicago because his... Um, what, what do you call the people who are, like... His manager said that I don't think it's safe for you to be here. He didn't want him to come back. And he was like, well, no, I have to help my mom. I have to help my mom. So came back. He was going to um, check the bus because he told her, like, in a letter... And so many words, like, to just be ready, have the baby, and we're going back to Chicago. Yeah. So then his brother was jealous because he took over, like, his shine because he was, like, a I think a, a jazz player. Mm-hmm. But Bayou could sing and his brother couldn't. So then the brother went to the sheriff and told him, like, hey, are you looking for Bayou still? Like, he's here. So he was wanting his brother to be killed, basically. So yeah. then he got on the bus and they were coming after him and he was just like oh I have to do this for my mom I can't run anymore and they ended up hanging him in the end well, I ended w- up hanging by you I, I will say girl I, damn I, no happy ending <laughs> you just tell the whole damn story story yeah um, fuck Netflix I don't want to watch it on Netflix no just- but I'm saying like even though I did like tell an overview of it you still gotta watch the it. whole story. <laughs> well, no, not really, because it was stuff that was missing. But I feel like you you gotta watch it because it's just a time period that you it kind of goes unnoticed, but you still need to know because I was always taught in high school that if you don't teach history, it tends to repeat itself, mm-hmm. and it just shows you how like at that time love prevails. Like you love who you love, like no matter your skin color. Like it is mm-hmm. what it is. I also think it's. They did touch on, like, a really, like, sensitive point within the black community. No, it was. About, like, if you are white passing, you need to do whatever you can to, to like, to survive. Right. And the best way to do that is to not tell people that you're black and to just forget your blackness and marry white people. And then, you know, in the movie, her mother was like, oh, I'm biracial, too. I said, no, <laughs> they are not. Like, I promise you, when you see these people, if you watch the movie, I said, they're, like, I couldn't see it. And I'm just like, are you kidding? Like, I, I, I was kind of taking like a double take. I said, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I will say this is one of his, like, better movies that he, I can tell he put time and thought into it. It wasn't thrown together. I didn't see, like, any, like, mistakes from the producing side of it. Like, mm-hmm. he thoroughly thought about this, and it was a story yeah. that needed to be told. Because I cried, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Give me your overview again. What was just listed out? All right. Number one, Remember the Titans. Number two, Pitch Perfect. Number three, Great Gatsby. And you? Number one, Love and Basketball. Number two, dang. 
What was my number two? ATL. ATL, number two, number three at Jasmine's Blues. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I love your top three. I think it gave me so much insight into you guys. <laughs> I love it. I feel like we have a bond. I feel like we're family. And I feel like we, we got to... We gotta get you to watch Lovecraft Country, like you just have the to first watch episode. That. You need to watch Love and Basketball, and you need to watch ATL. TL. We're okay. gonna. I will. I'll say ATL is the highest out of what you probably like. So this that's we like need the biggest to have interest. like a movie. But compromise, night. Kenny's gotta watch Pitch Perfect. Okay. I will watch so Pitch we need to have like a movie night, maybe okay. like one weekend out okay. of the month, yeah, like yeah, one yeah, Saturday yeah, out yeah. the month. We watch ATL, and then we'll watch Pitch Perfect. Okay. So yes. Kenny, you can watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're gonna do that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And see you later. Bye. I want to give a special thank you to Jayla Pettis and Sammy St. Jean for coming onto the show to share their favorite movies. I always think it's fun to learn about a person's favorite movie because it can give so much insight into their personality and life. Come back each week as I ask different people their top three movies and why.